and I could very clearly feel like someone had sat down on the bed next to me. My one sister, Teresa, come literally floating down the stairs. She never touched those stairs coming down. One night we went downstairs, we heard a bang like something had fallen. Several doors in the kitchen cabinets were open, like wide open. But there's very distinct audio on one of the uh, videos that says, open the door. It's a very nasty, demonic sounding voice. So that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF. This is the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fist. I'm Rebecca Black. Coming up in just a little bit, we have multiple haunted theater stories. Uh, we also have a story about Arlington's Screaming Bridge. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, with a personal angle. So that's all coming up in a little bit. But first, <laughs> this has been a big, exciting week. Haunted AF needed a win. Yeah, we okay, did. We and we really, got a couple this week. We got a couple this week. <laughs> White Rock Ale House and Brewery. Yes, we have a sponsor. yes. Yes, yes, we, we do. Yes, we do. website. Look how awesome this place is. It is the coolest little... Yes. I, I don't want to put the word hipster on it, but it's like got this awesome chill vibe. Cute. It is a great place. They're at 7331 Gaston Avenue over by White Rock Lake. Great food. They actually yes. they have these little tuna nachos that oh. are awesome. Those are my favorite. Lots of great beer. And they're supporting us, which I can't tell you how huge that is for a baby podcast yes. like Haunted AF. Yeah. You might not know this, but... We don't make money. This is costing us money yes. right now. So <laughs> We're in the hole. We're, we're in the negative. We're in the hole. We're not going to see the black for a long time. So the fact that White Rock Ale House and Brewery is stepping in Yay. is so wonderful. So please, if you want to help us support them, yes. please go in, have a drink. And you'll want to do it anyhow because right. it's a really it's a great cool place. place. And if you're not in North Texas and you can't go to the White Rock Ale House, you can go to whiterockalehouse.com because they've actually got lots of really cute merch. Yep. And this is going to be interesting because I can't say brewery. I know. I said I just said pale ale and I didn't mean to. It was yeah. just ale house. It's just White Rock Ale House and Brewer. You want to tell them the other cool thing that happened yesterday? Dude. Okay, so I don't even know how this happened. Me neither. But no somehow idea. Chris Jericho, the pro wrestler, yeah, found Haunted AF and like hit us up yesterday. Started following us on Twitter. So I just randomly was like, I'm going to try to message him and see if he wants to come on the podcast. Yeah. Well, tables turned and he invited us on his podcast. What is it called? His podcast is the Talk yeah. is Jericho podcast, which I'm already, I'm been it right now. Are you? And it's really good. Oh, good. I can't wait. It's I was like, like, it's on my list. Him talking to other pro wrestlers, and it's really smart and funny and cool. I love that. Yeah. But apparently, he also has a thing for the paranormal. He likes ghost stories. He loves ghost stories. And I couldn't figure out if he has one or not that he's willing to tell us. Like, right. we're trying to get that out of him right now. But right now, we're trying to figure out when we're going to go on his yeah. podcast. We're going to go on the talk is Jericho. I have his personal email. Like he sent it, he sent his personal email to us. <laughs> big stuff there. Another big thing. Go to hauntedaf.com. Buy your haunted AF t-shirt. Yes. We have actual merch yes. now. And I don't have a t-shirt right now. I wish I did, but it's all going to be, I'm saying that. I, I That means I'm going to try to get it up this next week. <laughs> so by the time you hear this podcast, it, it will should be, be there. So yes, haunted AF t-shirts. Go to hauntedaf.com. We also have a really cool collaboration with a jewelry store called Vintaglio. Good yes. friends of ours. Yes. So that's something that's coming up as well. 
and we'll have all the details on that right. for you next week. I know, I want to tell so bad, but we I can't. know, I know, we too. <laughs> so last week, we talked to someone, a cryptozoologist named Ken Gerhardt, and he was great. He was, he was and, amazing. And the great thing about Ken is that you're like, cryptozoologist? Right, I love the fancy name. Yeah, and you go to his website, and he writes books about monsters, mm-hmm. and they all look like, rawr, yeah. like these scary, rawr, you know, these beasts of the underworld but or whatever. He also does like real research, too. When you talk to him, it's like talking to a doctor. Yeah. He's very smart and interesting. So when I was editing his segment, he mentioned the Sierra sounds. Right. Which is something I had never heard of. either. So I fell into the rabbit hole of Sierra sounds. And I have to share this with everyone right now. So Ziggy, would you... Okay, it's these men in the Sierra Mountains Uh in the 1970s communicating with Bigfoot, pretty much. Okay, listen. It's like a language. Yeah. There's two of them across the creek at the big rocks. Okay, then. That's Bigfoot. No way! He sounded like he said, what the? I know. That's what it sounded like to me, too. Is it French? Okay. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. So many things going through my head right now. I'm like, I want to say that sounds fake. But then at the same time, I'm like, it's the 70s. And it's, they didn't have like sure high-end technology to make it. Like, but they did have drunk guys to run through the woods. That's To make crazy sounds. I However, mean, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I want that to be real. Me too. So bad. If that was Bigfoot, Bigfoot is freaking hilarious. Um, yeah. It's like Bigfoot is definitely Andy Kaufman, <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. Can, yeah. So from Bigfoot's perspective in there, what's happening is he... He is screaming something and then someone else yes. like across the lake is screaming, screaming back. something back yes. and so it's like that thing that kids do where they repeat everything you say it's right after so he is so annoyed in that moment <laughs> he's like stop doing that stop, stop doing me. that the sounds were absolutely killing me I loved it there's a part two and a part three one sounds like just an angry ape and it sounds like it's just sitting right next to them the whole time so then it is like their friend joe I, but here's the thing this is something that has been used as like bigfoot research oh man yeah if you google sierra sounds they have a website and it's like buy your cassette and eight track of the sierra sounds yes i want an eight track please <laughs> it's legit oh that is so funny so now we know what the sierra sounds are the next time somebody references oh when they got the sierra sounds oh right Uh (laughs) these guys what are their names yeah ron moorhead and al berry that's their names they won't tell everybody exactly where they were for some reason that's weird if bigfoot sounds like that we need more of that so certainly (laughs) sometime in the last almost 50 years Bigfoot would have been like that kind so of awesome too, again. Yeah. I could do, do that. that all day. I could yeah. seriously, with enough natural light mm-hmm. or something, I could sit in the woods and be Bigfoot. Yeah. Let's do I that. I kind of want to. As like- soon as you said it, I was like, when are we going? <laughs> Hello. Hi, is this Grayson? It is. Hi, it's Rebecca and Julie from Haunted AF. How are you doing? 
I'm good. How are you all? We are great, and we're excited to talk to you because you have some creepy ghost stories from your grandmother, correct? I do. I actually have a lot, yes, but I've had to prioritize, and I literally made a list. Okay. (laughs) You made a list? Yes, I did on a Word document. Look at you organized. (laughs) That's excellent. My mom was very jealous that she couldn't be on the call. She said, you need to make sure that you have the good ones to tell. (laughs) Well, hi, Mom. We know that Mom's listening. Maybe Mom can come on another day. Yeah. She said, please tell them that I want to be on another one. And then my sister was like, well, me too. So my sweet grandmother, she has had stuff happen to her ever since my mom was a baby. The big one that I tell that like makes everyone's wet and tear up is when my mom was a baby and my grandmother was home by herself a lot because my granddad worked out of town. They had like a set of glasses, like just drinking glasses. And every time she would do dishes, one would be missing from the set. And she was like, that literally makes no sense. What's going on? And I guess it got down to like one glass. And she was like, okay, there's no reasoning behind that. And then their dog at the time was barking and under the bed one day. She was like, let me go check it out. And all of the glasses were lined up under the bed. What? (laughs) Yeah. So riddle me that. I don't know. And then the other one was more recent. It was about two years ago. And she was in their current house in Georgia. Again, she was by herself, bless her heart. My sister had asked her to do some questions for a school project. Okay. She was like, oh, shoot, I need to do those. And so she was like, I was sitting at um, the kitchen table, which overlooks their big backyard on the marsh with a pool and hot tub. And she said, I'm doing the questions by myself. And all of a sudden, I hear two people like having a conversation outside. So she went and she flips on the porch light. And there's literally two men standing in their backyard in like a uniform or something. She doesn't really get startled per se. And then they looked at her and one of them said, well, look who it is. And she flipped off the lights thinking like, is this like a 911 situation? Like, are there actual people here? Like, it just took her a second. I guess like a week or two goes by and they have security cameras and they've been having issues with it. And so they had their guy come out and she was like, hey, while you're here, there was a time I was here by myself and something happened and I got a little spooked. Could you pull up that footage? And he was like, yeah, of course. And she said, I was thinking to myself, finally, I have proof. I'm good to go. So they're getting to that section of footage. Everything goes static at the time that she tells them. And he was like, that's weird. That has never happened to me before. And like retries and literally it was just like white noise or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And the tech guy goes jokingly, do you guys have a ghost? Uh, and she just kind of like, yep, we got two. she just kind of looked up at my, yeah. she just kind of looked up at my grandfather and was like, yeah, I like to think so. <laughs> Okay, thank you so much for sharing those stories and tell your mom and your grandma and everybody we're waiting to hear from them. Yep, I will let them know and my mom will probably be emailing you. Perfect. (laughs) Thank you, Grayson. (laughs) Thanks, guys. So I already posted this at hauntedaf.com, but if you get a chance, go look at this story. This is pianist Chad Lawson. Anytime I say pianist, I know. The guy who plays piano, Uh Chad Lawson. He was performing at the Paramount Theater in downtown Austin. He took a couple of pictures from the stage after sound check and when he got back to his hotel he saw something on these photos so Ziggy can you put up the first one so according to Lawson whenever he took these pictures there was no one there he didn't see anyone Mm -hmm. and there definitely was not a woman in the building right so um so there you can see her this is actually from Chad you can see that circle definitely something there yeah so evidently there are ghost stories from the Paramount from a gazillion years back a woman in white that they see roaming through the mezzanine Mm -hmm. so right there in that same area some people 
people think that she's a spirit of a mourning mother or wife from the Civil War oh. because that specific spot used to be Sam Houston's war office. Okay. So that makes sense. Now, there is a woman who works at the Paramount named Shelley. And so when Chad Lawson started tripping out over these photos, right. he checks with the Paramount. He's like, are there any women who work here? Any chance there could have been a woman there that I yeah. just didn't see? And they're like, well, it's probably Shelley. Shelley works here. <laughs> Call she- call Shelly and see. So they called Shelly. She was not in the not building there. at that time. Man, so that's creepy. I know. And BJ Cleveland, we had him on. I know. He was talking about the Kalita Humphrey Theater, and he said theaters are just notoriously haunted. So I was thinking about that, though. Be- I'm thinking because you're in the spotlight that maybe you want to just continue being in the spotlight kind mm-hmm. of a thing, and maybe that's why they stick around. That's like their favorite place. Right. You know, it's like as soon as a production is over, they're auditioning for something right. else. Because it's not work to them. It's fun. It's, it's like, yes, you know. Yes, it's fulfilling. Yes. So it would make sense that they would go back there. But we actually have another haunted theater story. Is Haley on the phone? Hello. Hi, is this Haley? Yes, it is. Okay, this is Rebecca and Julie from Haunted AF. Hi, you guys. You wrote to us recently with a really great theater story, and we're talking about haunted theaters today. So you got to tell us. Yeah, so there's this children's theater in Omaha, Nebraska. It was built in the 1920s, I believe. Um, And it saw a lot of ownership changes over the years. But in the early 90s, they started renovating it um, and restoring it as a children's theater. And so during restoration, there was an electrical worker who was up in the ceiling doing some work one day. And he was in a pretty tight crawl space up there. Well, apparently while he was up there, something happened. Um, I'm told he yelled, fell out of the ceiling. He wasn't seriously injured, but he was shaking and pale, super upset. He refused to provide many details about what happened, but he said there was a face. And according to theater lore, this guy was like, nope, we're done here. He packed his bag. He ordered his entire crew to leave. And he told the theater's new owners, my entire company will not be working with you anymore. We are out of here. I need to see that scene in a horror movie where you're in a crawl space. Yeah. Which if you've ever had it, like going into a crawl space. is already terrifying. It's horrible. Yes. We had to do that one time when my cat had crawled into it and she was stuck under the house. And all you could, everywhere in the house you would hear... Like, yeah, so we had to get down into the crawl space to get her out. I can't imagine being trapped like that and seeing something. something or having it touch you or brush past you. Oh, or... yeah. Did anything else ever yeah. happen in that theater? Yeah, I really personally didn't experience too much, but I heard a lot of awesome stories. I took a lot of acting classes there when I was a kid, um, and I interned there when I was in high school. So I was always really terrified of the bathrooms in the basement of the theater, which were close to the main stage. But apparently, there were some ghost children that hung out down there. Mm. When theater staff would be there late at night, closing up, they would hear kids laughing. I know I heard knocking on a stall door once when I was in there by myself. They heard kids like running up and down the stairs. And the scariest one to me is at some point, some staff member was down there and a little red ball just came rolling toward them out of the distance. <laughs> Freaking way. (laughs) No. Yep, no. (laughs) I would have been out of there. And what's the name of this theater? It's called the Rose Theater. Is it still there? Yeah, it is. I think it's still, you know, doing quite well. They have shows probably every night and they have a lot of acting classes and like theater camps. Oh my God. If I was like a theater kid, like a drama kid, you'd go there. I would be so all over that. Oh, taking your acting classes in a haunted theater. You might get haunted while you're there. It's fantastic. Thank you, (laughs) Haley. I love those stories. Yeah, thank you guys. I love the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate that. Hello. Eliza. Hello. Eliza, can you hear me? 
Hello, Eliza. Hello, I can't hear you. Oh, no. Uh-oh. That's weird. Hi, I know. Just kidding. At the tone, please record your message. When you finish recording, you may hang oh, up or press my. 1 for more oh, options. please tell God. me we got this. leave a callback number, press 5. <laughs> my dad used to do that when we were kids and had an answering machine. Eliza, this is Haunted AF. <laughs> we were just trying to get we a hold of We trying to get you for the interview where your dang voicemail freaking got us. You know what? We'll reschedule and get you on another time. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I texted her and said we were calling. That was brilliant. Oh, come on, Eliza. Bye, Eliza. Bye, Eliza. <laughs> Hello? Hi, is this Brian? It is. Hi, it's Julia and Rebecca from Haunted AF. We're so happy to have a human on the phone because we just got completely shut down by a voicemail. (laughs) How are you? I am good. Hi, Rebecca. I've never met you, but me and Julia go way back to our uh, Observer days. That's right. Oh, fun. Yeah, Brian and I used to sell prostitute ads at the Dallas Observer. Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) We sure did. You guys are slinging hookers. We called them escort ads, right? Yeah. <laughs> escort. Yeah. <laughs> so on top yeah. of that, you also have some really excellent ghost stories. You sent two of them to me. Uh, yeah. First, you have to tell me the bathroom mirror story. Always in the bathroom. Oh, ghosts. this one's great. You're going to love this. Always in the bathroom. So when I was a kid, I grew up in Mesquite, and my dad's grandmother lived right across the street from an old-ass cemetery that's still there. She's buried there now in oh. Edgewood, Texas. This old frame house that she lived in then, we had been there for... I think I want to say from like the 20s, when, around the time my dad was born. But at some point, it had gone through several renovations. Mm-hmm. So me and my cousins, every weekend, we would be down there. All my aunts and uncles would be down there. The adults would play poker until the wee hours of the morning, cussing, drinking, drinking coffee, smoking cigarettes. And all of us kids would just be left up to our own devices. We would play in the cemetery. We would just go run amok in the middle of Edgewood, Texas. So I came in to use the bathroom. My favorite thing to do was go into my grandmother's medicine cabinet and have like the mirror door on it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember the old medicine cabinets, but they had that little slot in the back where you put razor blades in. Oh, yeah. God, I forgot about so that. So one of my favorite things to do was always just look through her medicine cabinet because there were like jars in there and bottles of shit yeah. from like probably <laughs> the 1930s. And I would just go open stuff, smell things, pour a little bit down the sink, just <laughs> screwing around. So I was in there screwing around, knowing, knowing that I should not be in her medicine cabinet because she was a mean ass old lady. So all of her grandkids... You little shit asses. Oh, so anytime we got in trouble for anything, she goes, you little shit asses, get the hell out of here. Oh, so sweet. So I'm in this medicine cabinet rooting around, and I hear something. So immediately I'm thinking, oh, shit, I'm busting. And I slammed this medicine cabinet closed in the mirror. Immediately behind me, there was a man that I'd never seen before <gasps> just standing there staring at me. And he had, like, kind of longish gray white hair with a hat on. And immediately I just screamed and ran. So I ran out back into the kitchen, and all the adults heard me screaming, like, going, what the hell? What is going on? And when I caught my breath, I was like, there's a man in the bathroom. There was a man staring at me in the bathroom. And my parents were like going, nobody's in the bathroom. And I'm like, somebody was in there screaming. I was like seven, maybe oh six or seven. Gosh. So my grandmother, my memo, she finally was like going, you little shit ass, what the <laughs> hell is going on with you? And so I described this man that I saw and her face went white as a sheet. And when I closed the mirror behind me was a door. This man was standing in a doorway. Mm-hmm. And I just remember his eyes and his hair. And where his eyes should, it was just like black mm. holes where his eyes would have been. Mm. Scared the hell out of me. And when I told my grandmother the story, her face completely went ghost white. And she was like, describe him to me again. And I told 
basically what I could remember of what this guy looked like. But it was a member of her family that had been dead for decades and decades that I saw, evidently, based on my description. And after that, everybody was like, going, holy shit. <laughs> and the doorway, you mentioned that before. Was- the doorway, he, he was standing in a doorway behind me, but where the medicine cabinet was at, there was no doorway behind oh me. Oh, my but gosh. But she had told me that during one of the renovations, they had moved the opening into that bathroom and then expanded the bathroom. And the door had been moved to my left rather than where it had been, which was directly behind me when this old man was still alive. What the heck is that? That's incredible. Definitely creepy as shit. Yeah. Oh, that's nuts. Tell us the other story. I had a uh, crazy uh, military run in, in Europe back in the late 80s into the early 90s. And I lived in Amsterdam. And for a while, I was bartending in there. I had a uh, third floor flat. And in this building, it was real close to where the Anne Frank house was at. So all the buildings were from like the early 1600s. In this building that I lived in, there was an apartment on each floor. I was on the third floor. And above me was just a big attic space. More times than I can count, late at night when I would get off work, I would be in my apartment and I would hear footsteps in this attic. And I would fly up the stairs, seeing who was in the attic, and no one was ever there. And there was all kinds of crazy shit up there, just like cobwebs, old stuff you could tell from probably the 1800s. I found a pair of the old school ice skates that were just like wood with the metal rail on it with like leather straps onto your shoes. Dude. I always would hear footsteps. And I mean, it wasn't like rats moving or anything. It was Uh, footsteps. uh, And anytime I would go up there... Nothing. And several times when I would like look around, leave, when I would close the door and start back down the stairs, I would hear laughter. <gasps> I real faint, just like. <laughs> nope, that's a big nope. That's when you run and you leave and you burn the house down. Nope, nope, nope. And believe me, I was high all the time when I lived in Amsterdam. <laughs> I lived there for about two and a half years. Well, it's Amsterdam, but of course. I've been high since and I've never heard footsteps and <laughs> laughter. Well, good. I'm glad we clarified that. Right. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for your stories. And let me know if you come up with any more. Those are awesome. I will. So let's check in with Eliza again and see yeah. if she's answering her phone now. Doesn't matter. Hello? Eliza? Yeah. Hey, this is... Uh, <laughs> sorry, okay. We have to explain why we're laughing. Okay, this is <laughs> Julian Rebecca from Haunted AF. We have to ask you about your voicemail. Do you have a voicemail that's just like, hello? Pause, pause, pause. Do you hello? have, a, do you have a, like a fake out voice? Yeah. You do? I do. Okay. I do, yeah. Okay. We did call you then. Okay. We thought for a second, maybe we left, we called the wrong number or something earlier because you said you didn't hear your oh. phone ring. And like, we were no, panicking no, that actually... we left this horrible message on somebody else's answering machine. Um, oh. As the producer and engineer for this show, I just want to say how much I did not appreciate that. You almost gave me a heart attack. He was scrambling. Yeah, he was like, I don't know why, why is the audio coming through? He's like checking all the connections. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Okay, now you had to tell us uh, some really good ghost stories. Yeah, we actually told your story that we found on Reddit, the plantation story, a couple of weeks yes. ago in one of our episodes. Oh. And when I reached out to you, you said you had more stuff. So we want to hear all the good. What is that noise? Did you hear that? Yeah, I did. Are you haunted, Eliza? She's so haunted. You're just haunted. Uh, No, actually, um, there's a store that I go into that has an alarm system, and every single time I walk through the alarm, it goes off twice instead of just once, Mm. and they've actually commented, like, that never happens unless you come in here. (gasps) (laughs) What if you have somebody with you? Um, My cousin actually just passed away two weeks ago, and that was the very first time it happened. And oh I was, uh, I'm a frequent customer and it never happened before then. And then the day after I went to that store and it went off twice and he's like, Oh, you must have somebody following you. And I was like, <gasps> Oh my gosh. 
And then ever since then, it's happened twice every single time I've I've gone in. Oh, my gosh. You need to get, like, video footage of this. This isn't even your ghost story. (laughs) No, I know. And we're both, like, legitimately shook over here. Oh, my gosh. And I'm sorry about your cousin. That's very sad. It's okay. But, yes, keep telling us more ghost stories. Okay. um, When I first messaged you, I told you that my grandmother used to own an embalming service. And uh, she owned this service for about 10 years. It was a large warehouse-sized garage with an apartment that sits on top of it. Ooh, well, already um, creepy. Yeah. They lived in the apartment above, and then they would embalm, you know, just have the embalming service down in the mm-hmm. garage. Special kind of human, well, yeah. Um, then I had an attached apartment to the garage that housed her employees, so they were literally sleeping next to the people. So anyway, um, when I was 13, we moved to Houston. And we didn't have a place to stay immediately. So my grandma was like, all right, come stay with me. Because by then the business was defunct and she had all this extra room. So we go there with our moving truck and my dad goes and knocks on the door and we don't hear anything. And we can, the living room is directly above our heads, So we can hear anybody who's up there. So we hear somebody come out of my grandmother's bedroom and walk all the way across the living room, heavy footsteps, walks all the way down the stairs to the door and they unlock the door and that was it. And my dad is like, all right, well, grandma, fine, be like that. So he opens the door and nobody's home. (gasps) And we just, we all look at each other and we're like, oh my God, WTF. Yeah. And so we're like, we literally heard the footsteps down the stairs, the door click to unlock it was dead bolted so it was unlocked <gasps> somebody unlocked it and has your grandmother ever had anything else happen in that house oh everybody that has ever been in that house has had a similar experience eliza thank you so much amazing story yes those were fantastic so, thank you this is so awesome thank you so much Oh, got some great audio recently from someone named Jennifer about the Screaming Bridge in Arlington, which is like legendary. Ziggy, can you play this? Okay, this story comes to me from my mother. I grew up in Arlington, and anybody who's grown up in Arlington has always heard the story of Screaming Bridge. My mother decided many, many years ago to go and actually put all of the pieces together because she had a little bit of a personal connection to it. And the bridge that everybody goes to that's in River Legacy Park or kind of right next to it is not the actual bridge where the incident happened, but it's very close to it. And what it is now is if you were to go to that road, it just kind of looks like a a hump in the road that you could drive over. But at one time, there was an actual bridge there. And the story goes that if you go there at night, you'll hear the screams of the girls that died in the car accident. The actual story is that it was five high school girls that went to Arlington High School. They were going out one night and they were driving down Greenbelt Road, excuse me, and someone had moved the barricade that was there blocking a bridge that had actually burned down. It was a wooden bridge and it had burnt out and there was a barricade there and someone moved it. And when the girls came driving down the road, they flew off one side of the embankment and into the other side and they, they passed away one of the survivors there were five girls in the car and one of the survivors actually married my uncle's best friend of course my mom has heard this story many many times and retold it to us growing up and the lady who survived talked about having tremendous survivor's guilt and that she told the story of going to church one morning and being overwhelmed with all of these feelings and she looked up And she saw the faces of her three friends who had died, and they were all smiling. And ever since then, then she was at peace with the whole situation and, you know, was able to move on. But 
you know, for those who have gone out and creeped around the Screaming Bridge area, I've never actually experienced anything out there. It's still kind of creepy because it's in the middle of a wooded area. But that's the legend of the Screaming Bridge. And at one time there was a big file on it at the UTA library that I think has since gone missing because we've gone back to look for it. But yeah, my mom, who knew she was a ghost hunting researcher. <laughs> if you Google this Screaming Bridge mm-hmm. in Arlington, like this whole story, it's real. Yeah, it checks out. Story. You can see the picture of the girls who oh, passed away. Man. You can see the uh, news articles from the night that it happened. One thing that's interesting is there is a nearby bridge and this whole legend has kind of attached itself to this bridge. Yeah. So you will see modern day videos of people let's call them idiots, yeah. on that bridge, oh, Lord. calling it the Screaming Bridge, no. and filming themselves, and like, I just saw the ghost of a little girl. Like, I'm sorry, no. if that's you, don't, you know, don't hate me for saying that, but yeah, there are people who... Like, real um, people died there, be respectful be, of the be, area. That's not the Screaming Bridge. Right, the screaming, yeah. It's not even a bridge anymore. But actually, Haunted Texas Paranormal, that is a paranormal group here in mm-hmm. North Texas, they are planning a ghost tour out there, and it looks like they're having to do multiple tours a week because it just keeps selling out. So, mm. it's... Uh, to the Screaming Bridge and there's something called Hell's Gate over in River Legacy Ooh, Park. I know. I we like have to that. get some details on that one. So I found their Facebook page, Haunted Texas Paranormal, if you're interested in checking that out. Don't forget to go visit Haunted AS, brand new sponsor. Yeah. The White Rock L House and Brewery sometime soon. It's right over by White Rock Lake. They've got lots of fun October stuff planned, like an Oktoberfest party on the 12th. They're calling that one Craftoberfest since it's a craft beer place. There's a beer dinner planned for October 30th where they're going to pair fall foods with craft beer. See what else they have going on at whiterocklhouse.com. And while you're at it, visit hauntedaf.com. We've got all the stuff that we've talked about today, talked about in our previous episodes. You should definitely check it out. And what, what? T-shirts. So merch. exciting. Merch. We've got merch. Yay. We've got merch. So Haunted yeah. Haunted AF t-shirts. Go get your shop on. And it's great Christmas presents. And you can also leave us an email, hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. Please send us some ghost stories. We, we always need ghost stories. Yes. Halloween right around the corner. So we need your creepiest, scariest. We just had a uh, a review from someone who was like, I have a really great yes. ghost story. I'm just not ready to talk about it yet. I know. We're like, why? Just, just tell us. Write it down. You can do it anonymously yeah, if we'll you want. It. We need the scariest shit before Halloween. Look, we are Chris Jericho approved, okay? Yes, it's a big deal. Huge. So do <laughs> as he does and follow us on Twitter and Instagram and all of that. And all the places. Okay, and coming up on the next Haunted AF, we've got details about a Halloween event that's going to be super awesome. awesome. And it's something that you can come with us. Yes. So all those details are coming up. And then also, everyone's buying tickets for their haunted houses right now. You know, there's tons of them in North Texas. But what if you could hit a Halloween attraction that had real ghosts inside of it? Like the real deal. OMG. Right. Okay. A nearby haunted house claims to be filled with more than just 16-year-olds in hockey masks. And we'll tell you all about it on the next Haunted AF. All right, Haunted AFers, remember to subscribe. Either iTunes, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcast platform is. Also, you can find us on Facebook. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, as well as our brand new website, hauntedaf.com. Ooh, it's so bright and shiny over there. Got to say thanks to our board op, Ziggy Backer. <laughs> and to Andrew <laughs> Malaga for our theme song. Also, a shout out to On Air Media for titles and technical support. And of course, we have to thank you for listening to Haunted AF. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm going to come back and haunt you. Oh, I'll come back and haunt you too, Rebecca. 